0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1,255. Today, Safe continues here on the podcast as we continue to look at the actions of the Resistance against the First Order in the months leading up to both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. This includes finding out what kind of spy network C-3PO is running. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from... The Expanded Comic Verse podcast. But hey, if you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7, a daily Star Wars podcast. 7 minutes a day, 7 days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And Safe Week here, just to remind you, is focused on the fact that you might still want to learn some things that will enhance your experience of The Last Jedi in theaters, but you may not want to know about the stuff that's going to happen in The Last Jedi in theaters, even though we're still getting new commercials and. Interview footage that might be sharing things about The Last Jedi in specific, well, yeah, I've tuned out of those officially, and I have a feeling you might have as well, but we still want to dig into details about this whole Resistance First Order space, and so, yeah, let's talk about The Gathering Storm, which is a seven-issue story arc. Yeah, this is a long one, and it takes place in issues 7 through 13 of the Podameron series, And I'm not going to make this a twice or three times as long podcast, even though we're probably talking about twice as many issues as I've talked about in the last couple of podcasts here. But Suffice it to say, Issue 7 deals with a one-shot story of Poe checking in with a former comrade in the New Republic Navy who claims to have come across some information about what the First Order is up to in First Order space with weapons and shipyards and that sort of thing, and that they're building something big. Turns out that she's only doing it because she is a journalist with a Holonet publication, and she's been forced into a position where she has to get juicy data about the Resistance, otherwise she's going to end up losing her job. But in the midst of all of this, she ends up seeing what the First Order is really capable of doing, and instead of publishing information about the First Order, she decides to throw herself in service of the First Order at the end of all of it. And that's pretty much it for our purposes. I mean, good one-shot story, good twists and turns, but the main story arc of The Gathering Storm revolves, around the fact that C-3PO is actually not just a protocol droid he is a spy master somehow he has developed a network of droid spies across the galaxy that in itself is rather remarkable and I would love to know more about just how the heck this happened I mean that's programming like that's getting programming downloaded onto droids across the galaxy and Annally we'll have a trivia question after the break about one of C-3PO's spy droids, so stay tuned for that. But let's get back to the story. One of C-3PO's spy droids on the planet Kadak, that's K-A-D-D-A-K for those of you spelling at home, has somehow gathered information on the location of Supreme Leader Snoke. And this is something that is majorly important, but unfortunately that droid is now offline. C-3PO can't get in touch with it. So Poe has to go to CADEC with C-3PO as 3PO's bodyguard for all intents and purposes to try and find the droid and bring it back to Resistance space so they can get the information from it. This is, of course, the story thread where, you know, I talked about this, oh gosh, probably hundreds of episodes ago on the podcast, <laughs> where C-3PO, for a spy master, is really not very good at keeping a low profile. He is walking around some space talking with Poe Dameron, mentions Han Solo, and you find out that he's actually been keeping tabs on what Han's been up to as well, and mentions that he took money from the Guavian Death Gang, but says it loud enough within earshot of members of Kanja Club, and Kanja Club, I think it's Tasu Leech, is like, What did that droid say? And they're paying attention. And so the Kanja Club guys go over to some Guavian Death Gang guys who are nearby and have a conversation with them and shake hands. And that sets up the whole scene in The Force Awakens where, uh, what's his name, Balatik shows up on han's freighter and says you know like you made a deal with Kanji club and han says i never made a deal with Kanji club and he says tell that to Kanji club right the meme famous moment is set up in this particular story arc but it turns out that the whole thing is a trap. The droid doesn't really have information on Snoke. It's just meant to lure podameron into a trap and lure C-3PO into a trap and hopefully do something terrible to the resistance as a result. What does end up happening is that C-3PO gets captured at one point by the First Order and Agent Terex. And Agent Terex cuts his memory unit out of his head. So this is really bad because it's not like C-3PO has been having his mind wiped like it was in, you know, previous sagas and whatnot. No, he's actually carrying a ton of information about the Resistance and about its spy network as well. So it's encrypted, but mm, this could be really bad. And we find out that the mole inside Black Squadron is the one person that Poe didn't suspect, which was Adi, the resistance mechanic. And Abednado, who it turned out had had his wife taken by Terex as a slave when Terex was a master of the criminal underworld on Kadak, which is a lawless planet. And so he was being blackmailed to giving the First Order information about the Resistance in order to keep his wife alive. And we also get the full origin story of Agent Teryx. His deal, in brief, was that he was at the Battle of Jakku. He was one of a stormtrooper contingent that survived, and... One of his squad mates actually killed their commanding officer and said, yeah, you know, we're not fighting to the last man. We're fighting to survive now. The Empire is done. Terex, however, was a true believer and wanted to get back to the Empire and help restore it to its glory. But Korlak, this other stormtrooper that shot down their uh, squad commander... he basically decided to run a long con on Terex and use him for his technical knowledge. They spent 15 months on Jakku trying to build a ship to get off the planet, which turned out to be the head of an AT-AT with TIE Interceptor wings attached to it and various other equipment like engines and whatnot. (laughs) A really ugly ship, but it got him off the planet, so you know, (laughs) whatever works. And apparently Korlak had some less than savory contacts in his life before, or maybe even during the time that he was a stormtrooper because he takes them to Kadok and meets up with two people who run a large ship repair and salvage business and there's a specific reason why because Terex, it turns out, used to work at the Rathana shipyard. This is an imperial shipyard and pretty much every ship that could fly was brought to the Battle of Jakku but whatever is left is at Rathana and all the people are probably gone from Rathana as well is what they figure so they're gonna go to the shipyard and try and repair anything that they can possibly repair with the deal being said to the uh, large shipping repair and salvage people that they get to take anything with them that can't be repaired and made flightworthy. worthy. tells Terex that the whole reason they're doing this is to bring back the Empire but really it's to take over the crime lord situation on Caddick. So basically, Korlak and these two shipping folks are going to use Terex to get into the base and to help repair the stuff, and then they're going to dispose of him, and then they're going to go back to Cadac and take over the joint. But Terex finds out what the plan is and ends up taking them out instead and goes back to Cadac, realizing, hey, the Empire is not going to come back, and takes over the criminal underworld himself. And he becomes Lord Terex, ruling over Kadok until... Somebody comes with a set of Stormtrooper armor to pay in tribute to Caddx, but or to Lord Terex, but it's not just any Stormtrooper armor, it's First Order Stormtrooper armor. And Terex realizes, oh my gosh, my long-lost dream of Empire, like it seems to be coming back. And that's how he ends up offering his services to the First Order. But unfortunately, this operation with the droid with the false data about Supreme Leader Snoke This does not go as planned either, and Phasma is getting sick of telling Terex to come back to First Order space for debriefing and him not doing it. So the First Order comes to him in the person of Commander Malarus, who is a new person in the First Order that we're learning about. She shows up to take Terex into custody, and yeah, I'm sure things are not going to go well for him. So Black Squadron mostly lives to fight another day marvel does something rather remarkable they kill off one of their characters it would be lulo l apostrophe u l o he is the Duros who had flown all the way back in the battle of endor with shara bay poe's mom and presumably further back even than that he unfortunately is shot down during the skirmish that's going on in space while all this other stuff is happening down on a different planetoid a whole other story anyway So, a victory, but not one without sacrifice, unfortunately, for Black Squadron this time around. And that is what you need to know about the Gathering Storm story arc, at least as far as anything you might be interested in knowing heading in to watch The Last Jedi. Now, I've got that trivia question and your chance to win a copy of the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book after the break. Stay tuned. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility. And I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an Astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X Wings will have Astromechs, but <laughs> in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do, is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings, and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane. And it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies you can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash n-i-m yeah that's the initials for nissan intelligent mobility once again that's sw7x7.com slash n-i-m welcome back all right, so the brief refresher on the rules, just so you have them, and because I think I have to say them every time anyway. This is only open to our U.S. listeners, and if you are the first to comment on the Facebook post for this show's episode at facebook.com SW7X7 with the correct answer to the trivia question I'm about to give you, then you will win a copy of the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. And all you have to do is just send a private message to the Facebook page with your address and I will shoot it out in the mail to you. That simple. And here are the couple additional caveats. First of all, you have to be 18 years or older. Second of all, you can only win this once. So if you're the fastest person on multiple days, you can only win the first time that you're the fastest. And something else that I haven't mentioned in previous episodes but was pointed out to me just in case, thankfully it hasn't been an issue, but if you edit your comment on the post... I can't see when your comment has been edited. I can only see when your initial comment was posted. So it's entirely possible for somebody to put in the wrong answer and then edit it to the correct answer after the fact, and I would not be able to tell the difference. So unfortunately, if you edit your post, edit your comment in any way, shape, or form, then an edited comment will be disqualified from that particular day's contest. So it's got to be right the first time you post that comment. And hey, if you just want to buy the book, right? You know, maybe you want to get it for a friend or family member or something like that, then you can pick them up at SW7x7.com slash TFA. That's TFA for The Force Awakens, SW7x7.com slash TFA. That link will take you directly to the page on Amazon where you can order the paperback for yourself or friends or family, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Question 117 in the book is this, what's the name of the droid that alerts the resistance to the presence of BB-8 on Takadana? And as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half, it's Destiny Unleashed.